0: You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. And today we are revisiting a topic that I just love to talk about. And I enjoy interviewing guests on the topic because it's not something that's fixed overnight. I even mentioned that in this interview. It's not something that is just so easy to to conquer. It's really completely changing who you are, but for the better. In a weird way, it's really just Becoming more about who you are. We even talk about that on the episode. We talk about this idea of it's not about adding right? It's not about like changing and adding, it's about subtracting, right? Taking things away, meaning taking some personality traits away from you and some fears and some insecurities to shed those layers and become who you are so you can naturally become a guy who is attractive. And yes, in a weird way, you are naturally going to be a bad boy, so to speak, because we're going to be getting rid of that nice guy. So in today's episode, I interview Mr. Carlos Zuma, who's been doing coaching since 2002. He's been around for a very long time. He even says in the interview that he was not mentioned in the book "The Game." He was one of the few, very few who was not mentioned, but he was in the circles with all those guys, so all the guys who were pioneering in terms of learning how to meet women and taking this as a as an actual study, right? So actually taking information and learning how to do this because. This hasn't been around for forever, right? So it was very underground for a long time. And now, of course, you can find podcasts on it, although not many. There doesn't seem to be a lot of podcasts for guys on on dating. I seem to be one of the few who are doing it, but there's a lot of information out there. And he is one of the first people who's actually taught it. We even talk a little bit about the fact that he doesn't teach guys anymore. He's starting to focus more on women, but he still has a lot of amazing information on how to attract women and how to destroy that nice guy and become the bad boy. If you need help with getting to the point where you need that consistent reconstruction of yourself and that shedding. And destroying the nice guy, and becoming the bad boy. I specifically help with this in the Trip advice coaching program where we do calls every week and you and I are texting throughout the week and making sure that you're getting to the point where you're attracting the women you want because you are the guy who is actually desirable. Like, can a guy transform themselves to be a guy who's naturally desirable to women if they weren't in the past? The answer is yes, they can. It's very possible. I was that person and I've worked with guys every single day on becoming that person. And it works. The system works. But you'd have to know what to do. And more importantly, held accountable to be able to do it. That's what coaching is for. So if you want to apply, please do today. The applications are coming in every day. So this is your chance. Go to coachedbytrip.com and you and I will hop on a phone call and see if coaching is a good fit for you. And I would absolutely love to work with you. I really enjoy working with guys who listen to the podcast and you know, know exactly what they want out of their dating life. And even if you don't, we'll help you discover that even on the initial call that is for free that you and I get on. So go to coachedbytrip.com today and apply. And for now, here's some really Great mindsets, some great tips in terms of destroying the nice guy, becoming the bad boy. Here's my interview with Carlos. Hey, Carlos.
1: Good to have you back on the podcast. How's it going, man? It's going great. It's uh, hard to believe it's been so long. But yeah, it's good to be back and talking about helping these guys.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. I know that it's been a while because you've been focusing a little bit more on
1: helping women in terms of dating advice. Is that right? Yeah, that's kind of been my focus since about mm, like 2013 or 14. I kind of slid over into helping women out, and uh, yeah, I've been been. It's been really interesting because then I can go back to each side and give them the intel on what the other one is thinking and wanting. You know,
0: I'm curious. What are what like? What's one? big issue that women have in terms of dating like what's their biggest question
1: well the biggest thing that women ask about is why does he pull away from me why does he grow distant you know why does he why does he go cold that whole thing and you know if you if you ask a guy that he's going to be like well i mean you know it for the ones that that really it registers for them because a lot of times i think guys Guys do it on a subconscious level. We just need space on occasion. And when we're with another guy and we do that, it's not a big deal. But for a woman, it feels like you just unplug the power on her. And so she doesn't understand what drives that in a man. And what I usually end up explaining to women is that guys reclaim their masculinity by being alone, by, by going quiet, by focusing inward. You know, It's just a natural thing for us to do to kind of collect ourselves. So that's that's like the biggest thing that women want to know, and the funny part is inevitably the the best solution is just transparency about it. Like if a guy knows that he's doing that, tell the tell the woman. If the woman understands that the guy does that, she should tell him that she understands. You know, once you put bring it out in the open, the elephant's in the room, so to speak. It, it's so easy to fix.
0: Got it. Got it. Interesting. All right. Well, that's that's good to know. But uh, but today we're talking about more advice for guys. So we're going to switch your brain into into dating advice for guy mode and pick your brain in terms of talking about nice guy versus bad boy. And I know we we dabbled into this topic four years ago when I had you on the podcast. We talked about uh, being a bad boy and, and, and some of those things. But today we're going to talk about that and also kind of compare it to the nice guy, right? Mm-hmm. So so do you think this is a a big issue that guys have like did you see this as a big issue when you were because when you were coaching guys i wasn't even really a coach yet you were doing this for a long time so did you find that this is a big
1: issue for guys yeah i mean i started doing this in about 2002 so that that dates me and actually if you want to talk about all the research and all the time i spent trying to figure out how this all worked it goes back into the 90s but we're not going to talk about that um yeah, it's been a problem for a long time, and it was a problem with me. That's how I identified it was. I was brought up by a really strict dad who had a, was a really good male role model, but even I found myself kind of wussing out when it came to women. You know, I just I would inevitably fall into these patterns of behavior. Every guy relates to it, where you want to be nice to her because men are programmed to want to make women happy. I mean, it's just the way we are. We we des- that's one of our Built-in programming, but unfortunately, we don't temper that with a certain amount of solidity in our own self. You know, our own confidence, our own sense of masculinity, if you will. And that's where this whole this whole spectrum, if you will, of the nice guy on one side and the bad boy over in the other. You got to learn how to move the pendulum between those two. It's not a stationary thing where you're just trying to get way over there on bad boy side. No, it's it's really knowing how to swing that pendulum back and forth to achieve a balance. And why is it important to do that? Well, first of all, you're not three-dimensional if you stick to either one of them. Being able to be... See, on the nice guy end of the spectrum, the good part about it is there's compassion there. That's what what's really making a nice guy nice is he's compassionate. But at the same time, you take that compassion too far and you end up you don't end up being... Very masculine in your energy. On the other side, you've got the bad boyish side. That that one has the bad edge of being a jerk. But the good side of that is that it's got it. Broadcast confidence. It has solidity. It has certainty, which is something everybody looks for in life. It is a certain element of you know stability and grounding. That's why we're so attracted to people who are so sure of themselves. Men are attracted to women that act that way, and women are attracted to men that act that way.
0: That's interesting that you say that. I never really thought to describe it in that way. You're saying that there's a certainty or a groundedness in the bad boy. Is that what you're saying?
1: Yeah, certainty is the fundamental element of what we call self confidence. You know, whenever a guy uh, says, "Man, I just wish I was more confident," well, what you're really talking about because confidence is nebulous. There's no such thing as confidence. There's no. There's not this injection of a certain feeling in you that makes you confident. What it really is, is a lack of uncertainty. It's a lack of yeah, this little voice in your head that tells you, I don't know what I'm doing, man. I don't think I can do this right. I don't think you know, that voice is what creates this uncertainty and lack of self-confidence. If you get rid of it, you're automatically confident. That's what you are when you're not being haggled by these voices in your head telling you you're inadequate, you're not enough, all that stuff.
0: So it's more of a default state than anything.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: definitely. So it sounds like in order to be confident, it's not about adding, but it's about removing.
1: Yeah, in a way, it's kind of... This is where <laughs> I do a lot of um, a lot of different work now than I used to. I do coaching, I do certain kinds of spiritual guide work for my clients. And one of the things is this understanding that a lot of becoming healthy, a lot of recognizing your, your issues and laying them aside, it's not even... What was the word you just used uh, the, to describe that? Like a default? Yeah, you said default. It's you said it was more of not doing, or more of yeah. It's, it's so. So what I'm gathering from what
0: you're saying is confidence is a default. So it's not about adding. It's not trying to right. be confident. It's about subtracting, taking all the way the things that are making you less confident.
1: Yes, and even subtracting implies this action to remove something. What it really is is kind of quelling and calming and soothing and ignoring. The voice, this agitation that comes up in us when we feel uncertain, or we feel like we have a lack of self confidence. They in psycho- psychological circles they call this the fragmented self. You know, when you were a kid, maybe your dad yelled at you about something and wouldn't would never let up, and you developed this kind of issue around it, right? And you, we all recognize these things, things that we got from our parents or we got from our siblings. But that's what steps in. It's these habituated thoughts that jump into our head. And if you can relax them, because if you try and push them out, they don't go away so so nicely. They're like really obnoxious fraternity brothers that just won't leave you alone. You can't you can't kick them out. But you can kind of shut them up so that they don't bother you and they can actually help fuel you in a lot of ways.
0: You know what's interesting too is because I know that there are some bad boys or you know, some of these guys that are considered bad boys who are actually not confident they're in a weird way they're they're insecure yeah but they show confidence but the reason why they you know are called bad boys is cuz they might treat people kind of crappy due to insecurity so i'm curious your thought on that. like what's the balance there of this guy who is confident but also in a in a in a, in a similar vein insecure
1: mhm any thoughts That's... on that Yeah, that's a good, good question, because a lot of guys resist this idea of being a bad boy just for that exact same reason, because they view it as this guy that's basically a jerk. I mean, his his whole bad boyness is kind of a, I don't want to say sociopathic, but it could go that far, you know, kind of a lack of refinement. He's not tuned in to other people. He doesn't seem compassionate. He seems like kind of a dick. And you're just like, well, that's not what you want to be and I get that. And that's, that's one of the reasons I created the program that I have called bad boy formula is understanding that the bad boy is actually, when you find a cool one who it has the capability of, of being a really, a really kind of a cool dude, he doesn't come across as bad boy. He just comes across as being, um, he's got a little bit of an edge to him in a lot of ways. So yeah, you're absolutely right. A guy doesn't want to have that. And those guys that are doing that, by the way, they're, on the, they're further, they're beyond bad boy, they're into jerk territory. So the extreme on the bad boy end of the spectrum is jerk or all the words you want to use to call that, jerk weed, all that on that end. And then on the nice guy end of the scale, same thing. There's extremes to either end. Bad boy is a little bit shy of that end of the spectrum. He's just enough on the confident side that women get it. They see that he gets it.
0: Right, okay. So then how do how do you get that bad boy edge? because I know that's what you teach. So, you know, for a guy who's listening right now who couldn't ever imagine being that stereotypical alpha male bad boy riding motorcycle, <laughs> fighting people, yeah. you know, whatever, whatever that kind of stereotypical look is. Like I bet you that they're thinking on that level. But how does a guy like, you know, who listens to this podcast, a guy who used to be like me. Like I was a guy mm-hmm. who never could imagine tapping
1: into some of those qualities like how do you get that bad boy edge? Like, what does that look like well the first step is really simple but it's it's simple but it's not necessarily easy and that is you got to be honest with yourself first really you got to be able to admit to yourself you know what you're a guy and you want to sleep with hot women it's natural it's totally natural and society has done this thing of shaming men into thinking that their desires are wrong and that they hurt women you know it's there's a lot of movements going on right now, and I'm sure there will be in the future, social movements and whatnot. And we're all familiar with the whole Me Too movement. And that was a necessary thing that had to happen, by the way. I'm not in any way talking that down. Yet, in order to correct those things, media loves to jump on stuff like that. They'll send out messages that will totally confuse guys and make them believe that you know their desires or natural desires to be a man are wrong. and you know they're shameful in some way they hurt women and that's just not cool that's the first thing is you really just got to be honest with yourself admit that you you're, you're a natural red-blooded guy and you have that desire because trying to do anything else with that is going to give you kind of a creepy edge quite honestly then you got to admit that another thing you admit to yourself is you got to that you've fallen into the trap of acting like someone you're not to get a woman interested in you because really nice guys are just as bad as jerks they are just as bad because they're they're suppressing, they're weaseling a lot of ways to get themselves in a position to attract a woman. And that's not good either. Guys have been pummeled into this shameful corner where we just appear to be violent dogs of the world. All we are is we're either idiots on TV or we're killing machines in the movies. You know, it's just kind of silly. There's no balanced representation of what guys should be like. And I think guys everywhere are realizing that. And that's... So, one of the reasons I actually got into teaching guys in the first place was to help them understand this dynamic.
0: Yeah. You know, it's funny you say that too, because in the media, yeah, you see Killing Machine. What was the other one you said?
1: The, A the guy who's, who's like an idiot. idiot. Yeah, the idiot doofus that can't, you know, like Raymond on that show from way back, you know, these guys that are just total wussy losers. Right. Or,
0: or I, I would add to that and say, or you get this nerd right like the super nerd like the screech from saved by the bell or mm-hmm. you know i don't know any other nerd you know that that somehow gets the girl in all these movies and it's so unrealistic it's like yeah. they portray guys in and of course they have to right it's it's that's hollywood that's the media that's what makes it entertaining and interesting like strong characters mm-hmm. but you have these characters and you don't really want to relate to any of these guys like these are not the guys to be
1: you know, yeah exactly. It, in the end, feel, it's right. not the guy that actually gets the girl. Go ahead. no, they, that's exactly what I would say, and that's a good um another good stereotype that they throw in there. He has the nerdy goofball guy. and and I think guys understand when they see these movies that they they, they don't resonate. there There's an element of storytelling that does work, which makes it all the more confusing. But movies, TV, those are engineered for uh, in a, most of the time for women. A lot of guys don't realize that, that the most programming, most of that stuff is geared and aimed towards women because they know guys are going to be taking their women out to a movie. You know, there's all these, these little things and the money is going to drive that. So it's not a massive conspiracy. It's just kind of the natural, natural course of things.
0: Yeah, it's what sells, you know? Yeah. And it's the same thing like looking at porn. Porn is also fantasy. Just like, I mean, porn is no different than going to a romantic comedy in the sense that they're both fantasy so you yeah. watch that it's not reality you get this you know but that's why you watch it that's why you're interested in watching movies and porn and all these things cuz that's what that's what gets to you it's just the worst way to learn how to be so so we talked about a little bit how to get the bad boy edge i want you to describe like maybe you can describe like what's the so what's the perfect what's the perfect balance here you know wh- wh- and you know describe the guy who gets the girl Who has some of these what we call nice guy qualities and some of these bad boy qualities? Because that's what I'm hearing you say is don't go to to the end of the spectrum, Mm -hmm. but grab from each end and kind of formulate this different type of
1: guy. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. It's it's more of a dynamic guy. I used to call this the uh, Real Attraction R E A L, and it had uh, it was actually an acronym. Let me see if I can remember it. The R was relaxed and resourceful relaxed because a guy that is relaxed that doesn't come across with that kind of anxious edge to him, it, he communicates kind of a low-level, hey, I got this. Nothing's going to trip me up. You know, I've got, I can take care of it. If something comes along, I'm cool with it. Resourceful is obvious. You know you, you know where to go to get things done. If you need to call on somebody else or pull people together, you know how to, how to do that. E was effective and energized, which means be effective at what you do. Have competency. because That's a primary drive for guys. Uh, energized i see so many guys when i used to go out and i would train them in the field and they just had this kind of dull blandness about them they weren't sluggishness yeah it was kind of like a they were standing behind a wall of their own willpower kind of not really committing Uh, they weren't really they weren't really in the game a was alpha and authentic Alpha being the good part of alpha, and I can talk about that some other time because there's a lot of imagery around that, but there is a dominant male stereotype that is a good stereotype, authentic, meaning you're being the real you, and then the L was uh, lifestyle and lasting. You make this part of your lifestyle, and it's not something that lives outside of you. It's not something you have to call upon every time you get in front of a woman or you approach her. It's just there, and that's, that's, the, that's making you very real. So when you're talking about, okay, what are the elements of this bad boy, guys, some some of the things that are in it are... Well, I used to have an acronym. This will help guys a little bit. I called it MCI, kind of like the old telephone company. And it's masculinity, confidence, and independence. So masculinity incorporates a whole ton of things, but it's most of the things that you simply wouldn't attribute to women for the most part. Maybe it's your interest in sports, maybe it's your desire to compete, your desire to improve and to really go after something. The confidence, obviously, is something that I had to work on with guys and whatnot, but that's communicated through the authenticity and that lack of anxiousness. And independence was an important one because a lot of guys would go into an interaction with a woman, like they're having a conversation or talking with her, and you could tell he was ready to flex at the first moment she showed disapproval or you know, he was just going to go along with what she said because he thought that would kiss her ass enough to get her to go along with him. And, and that's absolutely not what you want to do. You have to have this sense about you that if you have your own opinion, you're going to say it. And you're not doing it because you're going to push the other person away or you have a point to prove. You're just making your stand in a, in a comfortable, compassionate way. And women really, really respect that. That's why I always made it a point. <laughs> And this is something guys can adopt too. of finding one thing, not necessarily to disagree with, but to express a dis- different opinion or different viewpoint of when you're talking. To yeah, someone. yeah, really, I talk really, about that a lot. Yeah, yeah, it's really important to show that you're not gonna be, you're not just marching on her trail, you're, you're really blazing your own and you've got your own direction, you've got your own ideas about things and you're also, you've thought about them, you've contemplated them. That's another part of the masculinity part is men contemplate this stuff. That's why we go quiet as we think about stuff great book just an aside that guys should read is marcus aurelius's meditations it's it's basically a man thinking about what it is to be a man and you know it's still it's still valid thousands of years later two thousand years later it's a great it's free it's on the internet everywhere so stoicism yeah exactly
0: yep. yeah yeah that stuff that stuff's great
1: yeah it's yeah that's
0: it's, it's element of it right it's it's yeah this way of well i don't know if i never read that, so I don't know if that talks about it. But what you're saying in general right now is almost unapologetically being who you are. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. Is What's cool is when you're just relaxed and being yourself, like actually being yourself, you'll attract more women that way because what most nice guys do is they're not being themselves. They're putting on a facade and acting in a way that just makes sure that They'll do anything to get the girl or person to like them. So -hmm. that's where you become very, you know, agreeable. And that's, you know, what you're saying here is, is you don't need to be that person. You can actually, you know, being more polarizing, having your own opinions, your own thoughts Mm -hmm. is going to be actually will get you quite far in being able to attract a woman. Because oh, most yeah. people they just don't want to disagree. You know, we're we're taught to, to be very nice, Creamable. but it's a fake nice, right? We're taught to be fake nice.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: From I our parents that. and from school and from wherever, uh, but that doesn't get anyone anywhere. You know, you want to be true to who you are, and you're going to mm-hmm. attract the right people in your life, and you're going to attract more women in your life because they're going to see that. Wow, I mean, I, I can basically what I'm about to say is probably somewhere in that acronym. Like you're being a guy. Who is true to who he is, and there's a confidence in that because you're mm-hmm. not scared to be who you are. I would say that is confidence in itself.
1: Yeah, I actually when you said there was really good the um, my little side traits is one of them is unapologetic behavior. You know, jerks take it too far; they're beyond unapologetic behavior. They're just behaving however, and they don't care about how people perceive it. That's why nice guys can't go all the way to jerk. They just they don't do it. That's the number one concern is, hey Carlos, I can't possibly do this this bad boy thing because I don't want to be a jerk. Well the reality is your awareness of that immediately gives you breaks to stop you from going into jerk territory. It just doesn't happen like that. If you have that compassion and that kind of nice guy edge to you to start with, you're not going to go there. But you you know, which what'll happen is you may stop short of bad boy, but even that's a far cry and better than the nice guy slash wuss you were being before.
0: So how did you make your transformation or did you make that transformation were you a former nice guy or uh, or were you always kind of tapped into the you know so-called bad boy side or did you have to make a transformation where were you in all of this
1: Yeah I always had a little edge of kind of the almost the jerkish uh, bad boy a little bit and it was it came from really kind of a narcissistic selfishness and it was my childhood stuff and whatnot but I it worked itself out, but I went through a phase where I saw that, and then I went and did a complete 180. Like I swung from kind of bad boy all the way over into wussy nice guy because I thought, oh my god, all that time I've been doing women so much wrong, it was horrible. I went into this guilt mode, kind of like what the media is trying to make guys feel like today, like we've done something wrong all this time, and you know most guys haven't. Not not all of us are Harvey Weinstein's or. Any of these other characters that are just
0: Yeah, that's a funny thing,
1: is most guys are not that way.
0: No, you know, most, I
1: mean 99.9%. Like and but we see, right? It's what it's what we see in the media and what is frequently put in front of our eyes. So my transition to answer your question was I did a, a wild swing on that and I had to kind of find my equilibrium again. So that was the big learning thing for me, it was going all the way over to a nice guy and I was like, what's going on? I'm giving them what they want you know, whatever they say they need, and I'm I'm getting treated like this. And I started to become bitter and resentful of that. That's what happens to a lot of nice guys is they see themselves doing what they're told to do to make women happy, and it doesn't, and they become angry, whiny adolescents about it, and they don't realize that their version of nice guy was really a manipulative kind of jerk in a way, the way they were playing it anyway. But not the good kind, not 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 the one that works. No, exactly, exactly. And there's so there's so many flavors and nuances of this. Just playing around in the in between territory of you know, I call it a pendulum swing here. And the middle area is enough to get most women really a lot of the time. Trip. It's just going. It's it's the ability to swing a little bit to be a little bit edgy and come back and be nice, and then go back and be a little edgy. That little. I call it the delta, you know, the change that you can you can swing in your social demeanor is really enticing to women. It gives them a flavor of a guy that's three dimensional and has some some complexity to him. Right. Exactly. Exactly.
0: No, I mean, listen, I made the same transition. You know, it, it was a long, long transition. It's not something that happens overnight. You know, it actually happens over the course of several years, which doesn't mean that you're not going to be attracting women, you know, in several years there mm-hmm. are things that you can do now that can change that, you know, just by the fact of just going out and trying to I always I call it entertainment of having a good time in the interaction and trying to make yourself have fun rather than trying to make her have fun, you know, yeah, it's called yeah. like self amusement. Right? So there's things mm-hmm. you can do like that to to tap into it. But yeah, you know, it's going to be something that you train yourself to do over time to To not be so agreeable, to not be scared of what people think about you. And it's gonna take, you know, it's gonna take risk in a sense. And when I say risk, I mean it's not a big risk. It's in your head, it's the risk of you trying on something new in terms of not trying to be so nice all the time and and trying to tap into more of who you are and then seeing what happens. What you'll see is that at the end of the day, in your head, you're creating what you think is a big risk. But in reality, it's going to do wonders for you. And if, by the way, if you start to be more of yourself by speaking your mind and sharing your actual opinions and not catering to other people, if you start to do that stuff, you might see some friends go. You might, uh, you know, unattract the wrong woman. That's fine. That's for the best. You know, that means that you're going to be more in line with who you are and you'll find the people around you that will be more in line with you. So, you know, don't be I should say to guys, don't be scared of that, you know, yeah, definitely, cool, so what else? Is there any other things you'd like to share with us about the bad boy or creating that edge or any other advice you want to give to the guys out there that are trying to tap into this? like what's like the first step they can do now like now that they've listened to this instead of just being some you know mental masturbation and mm-hmm. some you know random podcasts they're listening to? <laughs> what could they do with this to actually start making changes in their life? Any ideas?
1: Yeah, yeah. Let me. Get, I can give you some specifics. Those guys love little tactics to use and things, little tricks. One though that comes to mind. This is really, really important. It kind of goes along with the whole being honest with yourself. Is get really, really educated about how women work. I hear, you know, it's like one of the oldest running jokes. I get this, I get that, but I don't get women. You know what? Women are really easy to understand. They have a, they they don't have a rational logic. They have an emotional logic, which is something that guys don't understand because we, we're just not open to letting that experience in. We're so used to our own perception. But you can learn women in a way and just really understand. You can't always predict them, but you can understand them, and you should because that's a vital component of that confidence of knowing when you go in, I I, I know what she's going to probably say. I know what she's probably going to do. I know the kind of things she's going to throw at me. I'm cool with it. I've already got that handled. When you have that feeling in you, that gives you a really stable feel to you, real um, solidity. Uh, Another thing that guys can do, I like to find something whenever I'm out or when I was out, I'm obviously not out there doing game or any of that stuff or doing pickup or any of that, or even just meeting women on... Dates. But when I did, and it wasn't all that long ago, I found things that really helped. One was, and this is a really powerful one, if you can swing it and work it into your meeting with her. As let's say you're, you know, you're talking to a girl at a bar, or maybe you're meeting up from an online date or an online connection, is find a way to get her to be naughty for you in some way. Get her to take like a risk for you. Get her to do something for you and do it in a playful way. Like I'll give an example. If I was sitting at the bar, I remember doing this once or twice. I'd have her reach over and grab a couple of the maraschino cherries out of that little bin that they always have for the for the mixed drinks. I'm like, give me a couple of those cherries. She's like, Those are for the drinks. No, get just grab me a couple. Give me two of them. And she, you know, I I keep coaxing her. I'm like, Oh, come on, don't tell me you're scared. They're sitting right there. If you ask, they would get it, you know? And getting her to do it, and actually after a while, they would comply. And that compliance is really, really important because When a woman feels like she's done that for you, she's assumed, I don't want to say submissive, but it is somewhat uh, passive kind of status to you. And that's very sexually appealing to a woman is to, to put herself in that position because it's a natural thing for women to do in a relationship. This back and forth of energy, when a woman complies with what a guy asks, that triggers something pretty deep in her. And it's a really cool little way to kind of start things down that path. Does that make sense? It does. I'm curious about something because I I feel like
0: we're tapping into two separate things here, unless it's one. Are you saying get her to do something or ask her to do something for you that is kind of like naughty or bad? Or you're just saying in general, and that example
1: happened to be that it was kind of like a, a naughty bad thing? Uh, yeah, good, good clarification. A little of both, but starts with like what you said. Yes, just get her to do something for you. Like, okay, when you're in a bar, when you're in a bar and a woman asks you to watch her purse, okay, that's a total wuss compliance thing. If a guy does that, he's immediately put himself in the nice guy bin, and that's where
0: you're buying start. a drink or something like that.
1: Yeah, watch my drink. Make sure. I mean, you can be cool about it and say, you know, you can joke with her on that. There's ways around that too, but those are a little more advanced yeah, it starts with just getting her to do something for you. But then the next level is to get her to do something naughty, something out of her comfort zone, something that's a little bit of a risk. And the more you start edging her in that territory, the more you're going to see her start to fold into a much more, (laughs) I was just going to say compliant attitude in a lot of ways. This is how a lot of the pickup guys would work things to get those those sexual encounters on the first night going on but you don't have to go that far you just do it to play with it have fun with that energy because that really triggers things in women it really gets them activated in the right way
0: that's cool yeah you know also it feels like if you get a girl to do something that's you know kind of bad you know like hey you know, go over there and, and grab that or you know, whatever or mm-hmm. or you know steal that person's drink or i don't know something bad like that i feel like that even though you're telling you're telling her to do it, right? So you're not doing it. You're telling her to do it. For some reason, as I'm hearing this, it can intuitively it feels like that bad boy edge is going to yeah. be transferred over to you, even though she's the one doing it, or if she doesn't do it, she's the one hearing it. You know, yeah. I'm not telling guys to go off and you know, start telling girls to do illegal things or anything like yeah, that. But exactly. But if you make a joke about it, like you have her do, like you make a joke, like you're joking about her doing something illegal or bad like something over the top that she's clearly not gonna do and you're not gonna do I feel like that could be you know it transfers over to you you know what I mean like like yeah, even if you're like yeah, you know what we should do we should totally just like beat that couple up over there and just like take all their money and run away you know like obviously you're not gonna do that and you're joking but it's almost like you saying that makes you more edgy
1: yep yep exactly and then you can even kind of throw a little bit of a tease at her like Oh, what? Come on. Are you, a, are you a nice girl? Come on. You know you want to do it. Just do it. You know, and then start playing with that energy of, of being her little devil on her shoulder. Another really good tactic, and this is one that it takes, I wouldn't say it's advanced, but it's one that I think a guy needs to do just for himself, just to kind of affirm his own sexuality and his own uh, willpower is, I call it the unbridled sexual power, is that just give a woman a good look up and down appreciatively, and then let her see you do it. Like look, look her down and look her up and just kind of check her out as you're talking to her and, and see what she does with that. Most, a lot of women won't say anything. They'll just kind of soak it. Some will say, what, what? You know, they'll do the insecure thing. Some might do a slightly edgy, angry-ish type thing. Like, well, what were you looking at? You know, and you just be confident and solid in your own doing that because that's what women actually do want, by the way. I used to find that was a great way to just kinda of weed out women I didn't want to be with, is <laughs> if they got really offended or weird or angry about that, I'd be like, Oh, okay, you just you just helped me there. Thanks. I'll talk to you later.
0: I like that. I like that. This is cool, man. This is cool talking to you about this stuff. I feel like you have a lot more. To add here, and, and I feel like we should have you on again. And I know this is the second time we've had you on, and we talked about kind of bad boy, nice guy stuff. I feel like you might have more to say uh, in other realms. And that's like, I'm trying to draw some more of that advice <laughs> that you used to give. I know that you're only focusing mostly on women right now, but um, but it's nice it's, to, to kind it's of. Coming
1: back. It's coming back.
0: It's coming back. And it's nice to hear some of this stuff from a guy who's, who's you know, you're not a nobody, you've been around for a long time actually real quick cuz i i forgot to do this in the beginning of the episode uh-huh. uh do you
1: want to just tell us like who you are where you come from i mean you're not you're you're no noob so oh yeah yeah i've been i've been around a long time it's funny because way back in the day i mean i was friends with all the guys that guys i'm sure i've heard of like i actually never hung out with mystery but i did go to mystery's lounge when i was in belgrade in serbia it was funny i went to all the places those guys went to but i was friends with neil i was friends with Lance, Lance Mason. I dropped off my head there for a second. I'm really good with friends with him. He, and his Lance Mason. Now. That's pickup 101, right? Yeah, yeah. He is he's he still actually, around? He closed that up, I think, a few years back. So no, he's not around anymore. But these are guys that they, were all they, in the they game. never stick around. Yeah, I was was friends with all those guys, but I was actually not, I always joke that I was the guy that was not in the book, which was fine with me because I didn't need that kind of notoriety or any of that stuff. So yeah, I've been around a while doing this stuff, but my edge has always been, it's not been the pickup side of it, even though I use some of those tactics and things like that. It was always aimed at making men feel grounded in their own masculinity. It was always about the alpha masculinity, as I called it. And that was, because that's the vital component. If a guy comes from that place, he doesn't need all the extra stuff. He doesn't need all the the tricks, the pickup stuff. He comes from a place of solidity and you just source that stuff right out of your being. It's really kind of... It's cool the way it happens. And it also yeah. solves so much work in terms of, of this stuff. You don't have to memorize lines. You just go in with the right attitude. And that's what I really focused on with guys.
0: Cool. Cool. I like it. Awesome. Well, Carlos, thanks for being on again. Thanks for doing this. I'm glad we were able to, to work it out. So uh, if any guys want to work with you? Or do you do coaching for guys anymore? Do you have any programs for guys anymore? Is there anything, if guys are really connecting with you here, if they want to learn more from you, is there anywhere
1: where they can go? Yeah, yeah. I'd still do coaching. I'd be happy to do coaching with guys. If they wanted to do a, a coaching program. We do two forms of coaching. I do an e-coaching, which I'll just interact with you pretty much through a, like a, an email type system online. Or I can do in-person you know, Zoom calls with you, or I can work on very specific things. But if they want to get, get more info, the best thing to do is go over to um, carloszuma.com, C-A-R-L-O-S-X-U-M-A.com and just sign up on my newsletter or whatever. I mean, I may have some old stuff in there, but that's one way of doing it. Just go over to badboyformula.com if they want to take a look at that particular program. But sign up and then, you know, I, I pretty much put all the ways to contact me on the site if they want to get a hold of me or reach out to get coaching. Just do it through there, carloszuma.com. Awesome. I'll put that in
0: the show notes. Carlos, thanks for doing this and we'll be in touch. It's great, man. It's good talking to you.